feel like it's going to be a topic that we revisit with Scott. All right, well, why don't you kick um, us off and we'll, just, we'll go. All right, welcome to Reclaiming Man, episode 35. We are doing a Scottless podcast again. So today it is just the Southern Canuck, me, Preston, and Michael the Mastermind Beck with How You Doing, Buddy? We're, we're really excited, I think. Even without Scott, we know we're going to have to come back to this topic and get his perspective and, and weigh in on it, too. But I honestly well, yeah. heard you talk about this stuff, and I was like, oh, look, this is going to be a great podcast, so maybe you should intro it for us. Yeah, so Scott is about to embark on a journey with this. There's this guy named Brian Reeves. I don't know a whole lot about him. I'm sure in the next few weeks, Scott will be letting us know a bit more about him, but he has this program that start, that's every year that he takes on 10 men and that he basically coaches them for a year. And Scott is applying for that program. I don't know if he's gotten in yet or not because hundreds of folks can apply and the, Brian's only picking 10. Maybe we'll know by next week. I think he had a meeting with one of his top guys today. That there's, he'll tell you all about it. But he sent me this podcast today. Brian Reeves has a podcast, or a, a podcast, and it was uh, an episode with. Let me see if I can look up who the guest was. I can think I can access. Can't read it. Who it was? But oh, Luke Entrup. Okay, and not sure was, who that is. Uh, yeah, I've never heard Personally. of either. Yeah, of those guys until Scott sent that to me today. And they're just basically talking about the idea and the concept of uh, the rite of passage for young men. The way they explain it, there's kind of two phases where boys, so they have the phase like 10 to 14, where you're going from adolescence into that puberty stage. And then when you're about 17 to 20, where you go from teenager adolescent into into the into man and it was just i feel like the rite of passage for young men for men is just something that is so important i've dipped into it a bit in the last year myself i've been wanting to i've got an eight-year-old boy and he's getting to that age where i want to start doing something for him but i didn't really have uh, things like that done for me when i was a young man i mean i guess it wasn't like totally left out in the dust but not intentional where there's there's an intentional we're going to do this whatever maybe it's a, a two-day camping trip out in the woods with the, the men and the boys and there's some kind of trial that they have to go through. They're, they're talking about, in, in that specific podcast, was it Luke? What did I say his name was? Luke. Yeah. Luke was talking about, they, Brian asked him, like, what's one of the scariest ones you've heard of that were, rite of passage is not a new concept. It's, tribes have been doing it for, men have been doing it to boys for thousands and thousands of years. But one of the scariest ones he mentioned was, about this tribe in Africa where it's like basically the rite of passage for the young men is they go out into the uh, Sahara or whatever with a spear and 
they either come back with a dead line or they don't come back. It's like, you got to go out there and kill a line with your spear. And that's your test. And it sounds barbaric and insane, but when you live in harsh conditions like that, the people that you want in the tribe are the people that can do that sort of thing. And so what, I don't really know where or what, how to take this topic today. It just, it fascinates me. It interests me. So I don't know if we could talk about what are things that we could do for our young kids today. Things, oh, another thing they talked about. Sorry, I'm no, no, rambling sorry. about a ton of things, but the idea of uh, today we are being led by the uninitiated. Where we're, and I, I sometimes feel that way about leading my son. I, I almost, when I was listening to this podcast today, I was thinking like, fuck, I need to go on a rite of passage for myself. Like I, I, I feel like I'm missing this element sometimes of uh, being told that I graduated to becoming a man. And It's interesting that you're talking about it. I grew up in a family that as soon as we turned eight, my dad took us to the Boundary Waters, and that was the uh, the moment I really felt like it wasn't rite of passage alone, but it was this sort of, we're going to go off grid for yep. five days, and we're going to learn how to, to live with what we can bring in. And it's just, I definitely think on the lighter end of some of the rite of passage type of things, but in my family anyways, that was a, a really, it was a big deal for us, but it was also some of the thing that taught me just like really valuable skills as far as survival and outdoorsmanship and navigating with a compass and a map and building fires, catching fish, flaying fish, cooking on a fire and, and just cutting wood, finding dry wood when it's raining and yeah, all, all the things setting up a tarp and hanging food and just like doing things that are purely for survival when you think about it, but oh, totally. Yeah. Doing it with people who have the experience and can lead the way. So it was a really good experience. And I, I think we don't have enough of those types of intentionally hard things in our life generally, unless we go out of our ways to put them in there, which is why when we were talking about Ragnar as a potential team event that we could be doing that's the type of thing i'm like oh that's it's not necessarily a rite of passage but it's certainly this milestone piece of oh yeah we're gonna go do something that's really hard together and overcome it as a group yeah i'm really interested to hear a bit more about elevate myself from scott and that i don't necessarily think as much of a rite of passage as potentially a, a catalyst for helping us at reclaiming man figure out hey what is this next step for us as a group and what's the next step for the idea right reclaiming man it's not just the three of us it should be a concept that we're starting to share and help empower their people our listeners and and beyond our communities our families and scott has sent out a message earlier tonight along this line that we need to be driving more accountability Still, and I think we do a, a decent job of it, but 
we haven't had as many daily check-ins or we look back at what we originally anticipated a Tuesday night accountability meeting for us to get together and then record out the back half of it. We haven't been really accountable at or holding ourselves accountable on that type of activity on a weekly basis. And it translates to, I think, a little bit of of a inferior product when it comes down to it. Although if we're looking at 1% better, I do think that we have been more cohesive and how we've been building the podcast, but there's just a lot we can do there yet. So the rite of passage stuff is, I think there's like a rite of passage that you have to do for almost everything in life, whether it's a new job or a podcast, the rite of passage for the podcast world, I think is not just 13 episodes that it takes to get into the quote unquote top 90% or the top 10%. But I think the real rite of passage is getting to a hundred episodes, right? Having done it and getting to the point where you mature to have more guests and things like that. So the concept I think applies in both as parents to the next generation, but it just applies in general and whatever you are choosing to master in life. There's like a rite of passage you have to go through on the music world. It's it's calluses, right? You have to build up calluses as a guitar player or the bubble like chops. The, or, yeah, to 10,000 hours and whatever you're trying to master, I would imagine is, I guess, some sort of a rite of passage too. Well, yeah, I just think of that like entry bar. What do you have to do to, I, oh, yeah. to get to that point where now you're truly, I think, going back to the analogy, or not the analogy, but like the best example of as a child, the rite of passage to start becoming an adult, you want to be imparting wisdom and skills. And I was talking to Lucy tonight. I was like, hey, you know what wisdom is? She's like, yeah, it's like when you're smart, you have to be smart. You have to be smart about how you do things. And I was like, yeah, it's a pretty good summary of it. Yeah. If you're smart enough to figure out what the right decision is. But uh, yeah, those are the things like in the rite of passage, you're hoping you're going to be like giving these sort of skills that are maybe not taught in society yeah, naturally these days and in the schools or on social media. So yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to hear what what Scott has to say on it, because I think he did a lot of that sort of rite of passage stuff more. Maybe I'm wrong, but but like when he was in his twenties and just hiking around and some of these, it sounds like epic long journeys that he would take. Yep. Um, finding himself and at least initially as an adult, young adult. Yeah, there was a quote I have it in my text from Scott or it was, it might be in the one that he sent with you and I, but it was because this guy, Brian was talking about. So he's, I, from what I gather, he's like about 50 years old. And about 10 years ago when he was in his forties, which I was like thinking like, oh man, this is cool. Cause we're just starting our journey into this and we're, I'm listening to the podcast of this guy today who's 10 years in and Scott's about to go, I think, learn a bunch of cool stuff from him. But he talks about how Brian does on this first sort of men's retreat that he 
went on because he had some issues with his dad growing up and things like of that nature. And he goes to enter this forest as part of this, I don't know if it's the end of the retreat or I don't totally remember like where it was, but he's not super specific. And there's this elder waiting for him there at the sort of edge of this forest. And he says, uh, welcome, we've been waiting for you. Basically just as to come here and become a man. And I was listening to this and I was just like, oh man, I, I haven't even done a retreat like that, but I just felt the power of his experience in that moment thinking like, I think I could use something like that too. As much as I'm trying to figure out ways to break through, break through on my own, but also to help my son break through yeah. Yeah. in his, he's eight. So like you had mentioned, like going to the boundary waters when you were eight, I was, I wanted to take him camping this past summer when he turned eight with Scott and I just let stuff get out of hand. So I text Scott today. I'm like, we're going in February. Like I'm going to take Jackson no matter what. I want to take him camping where we went to that waterfall last year when you came down. There's a campground yeah. there. And yeah, like, like, part of the things I want him to go get in the water. And I don't know if he'll swim to the cold plunge, but I'm thinking like if I can get a few other dads with their young boys about the same age, they might all be a little bit more encouraged to do it together. Uh, and I don't know, just do it. I'm just thinking about this on my drive home tonight from work. So I've got a bit of planning to do, but I just, I want to at least do that with him and have a night where him and I are camping in our own tent and have time by a fire pit without mom and the girls and stuff like that to just talk about guy stuff, whatever you talk about it with an eight year old. We can't right. not right. really no. birds and the bees stuff yet. No, but it's just about experiencing life and experiencing the contrast between what we have and the sense of all of our, our core base needs with shelter and food and all of the conveniences that we have. You start to pull those things away and just focus a little bit more on life itself. And yeah, it's a great idea. So not sure exactly where that ends up happening, but that's pretty cool. I think we, we all need to go on a, a trip to the boundary waters ourselves next summer, if we can get it planned. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. So yeah, you have to just find all your firewood when you get in there then, eh? Like, you, I mean, I, yeah. I can't imagine you pack all that stuff down unless you're going to rent yourself a mule. But even then, like how much? No, you, you just, no, all you do is you, you pack a folding saw and a hatchet usually. Yeah. And then you just, you only really, you have to get like stuff that's dead. So it's going to actually burn you. That's dead but or you're, down. Like, but like, you're, you're allowed you just to find stuff that's this big around. Yeah. So you can really easily split it with a hatchet once you get it to reasonable size. But yeah, have to have a little bit more more restraint with your fires up there and keep them relatively controlled, but it's, you know, it's pretty Is it just because it's dry beauty. up there? Like the risk of yeah, forest just, fires? Yeah. It's just generally the, the safety type of precaution that they're really strongly encouraging you to keep your fire 
inside the grave where it's not likely to start something like that. But so they have like designate, are there like barrels that you can have fire pits in of sorts? Oh yeah. So the boundary waters has designated campsites. Oh, okay. The Canadian side of it's called Quitico. They, you you can actually camp wherever you want there, Uh but you have to have the same sort of guidelines. Actually, there's a little bit less. Canadians are a little bit more laid back as expected in a good way. They can basically (laughs) camp wherever they want. If you see a cool island, yep, set up camp. Oh, really? uh, On the U.S. side of it, yeah, you have to camp at a marked campsite and they have a latrine and they have a fire grate for you. So that's pretty decent. And usually what we'll do is set up a tarp over the campfire area so it's covered in the event of rain or whatever. And yeah, yeah. But anyways, that's a great sort of venue for the rite of passage because you can be going out on a hike and catching your lunch or dinner <laughs> and you can bring food as a backup but the plan is you're going to catch fish to eat and that's uh, I think a pretty satisfying experience when you bring everything in you build a camp area and then you go and catch your fish you catch your food right and oh, it's just yeah. like such a fulfilling thing to do because it's you really are subsistence living at that point. You're doing everything. Yeah, you bring in a tent so it protects you from the elements and you pack smart. But uh, yeah, you can definitely bring in plenty of food where you don't need to fish, but that's part of the draw in my mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What kind of fish they got out there that you catch? Like bass, walleye, northern bike, mostly, I would say. I'm a terrible fisherman. Me too. <laughs> I'm not great at fishing. I enjoy it mostly for the experience of being out on the water with my dad or my brother or whoever I'm out yeah. there with. You're just like spending time. Yeah. But yeah, you're doing totally. something that's like... Fishing is good up there. It's just that I generally don't spend as much time doing that as I, I just do with other people. But yeah, to each their own. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine there's the way things are looking right now, us maybe having to get our own food in our backyards might be a closer reality than we would like to think, but wouldn't that be a different, wouldn't that be a wild sort of shift for so many people just every day you're like, we better go find some food. Otherwise we're going hungry. Yeah. I, it'd be. Mushroom foraging, farming. Yeah. There's too many people for like it to. I I think, yeah. There's a lot of folks that know how to do that already quite well, especially I'm a little bit more out in the country. Sure. No, I think uh, you're right. I don't know how to. In theory, I can shoot a deer. I've got a gun. I've, I've never done it. I don't, but yeah, you I mean, think there's a about, lot to it. Just getting it skinned and gutted and getting mm-hmm. it all. And then in the meat, in the event yeah. that it's where we're having to do that because everything is the grid's down, you know, salt you, it and store well, it. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, like, this is do all that yeah. stuff. It's like you don't Cure want to waste it, yeah. a big old deer. 
Yeah. But it's, that's the thing. It's at that point, that's not the whole point of a rite of passage in my mind, but like just getting people on the path to developing those types of skills and awareness, mm-hmm. I think is what it's about. So we'll have to see what Scott has to say about it. I just, I'm glad that my dad did that with us. Yeah. And I think, like I said, it's something, a concept that can be applied to most things that we're pursuing in life. Yeah. When you think about it, there's always that bit of initial resistance that you have to overcome. And once you overcome that initial resistance, at least I think you have the momentum or like the sort of escape velocity to get out of the, I don't know, get out of the cycle a little bit. Yeah. I think we can wrap up this episode until we get Scott back to do a deep dive on the topic and learn about his adventures with the Brian Reeves camp and what's going on with that. I'm excited to hear about all that when he gets back and it's chaotic sometimes, but it's just so wonderful. I just, I can't imagine not having that in my life in a sense, but yeah, rite of passage while they are amazing and should be done for your young boys. If you're a 40 year old man listening to this and feel like that you have not ever had a rite of passage, go look up, look up Brian Reeves, Brian with a Y. He has uh, podcast episodes on Apple podcasts, his latest episode 106. Listen to that. And his guests, they both do some kind of rite of passage program. There's tons of them out there for adults to seek out and do. And it's something that we all need and are going to continue to pass on to our children and probably go through a few ourselves again in this reclaiming man journey with ourselves, Michael. Oh, absolutely. I think that's the type of thing that it's probably wasn't in the the books for year one based on everything else we're pursuing right now yeah but this in parallel i know year two year three and beyond right we're going to be establishing those exact type of things that we do together as a group yeah totally and and hopefully pull some other folks into similar types of endeavors so thanks for listening and uh we'll catch you next week have a great weekend or week or whenever you listen to this. We'll see you next time.